Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for November 6th is Mark chapter 13. As they are leaving the temple, one of the disciples says to Jesus, look at these huge stones. Look at these impressive buildings. Isn't it wonderful what men have created? Jesus ever striving to get the disciples to focus on the eternal rather than the natural says, tell you the truth, not one of these stones will be left on top of another. His prediction was fulfilled about 40 years later when the temple was completely dismantled and literally not one stone was left on top of another. Jesus' goal was always to get us, the disciples then and his followers now, to pay attention to what really matters, to our eternal home. This place is temporary. We are just passing through. Remember that. While he was sitting on the Mount of Olives across from the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us. When will these things happen, and what will be the sign to let us know that all these things are about to be accomplished? Jesus said, many will come in his name, claiming that they are he. Don't believe them. Don't follow them. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, don't be alarmed. These things must take place, but it is not yet the end, for nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom, there will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginnings of birth pains. And we read in Romans that the entire creation is crying out, like groaning, like labor pains. These birth pains, these contractions are growing closer together in frequency and stronger in intensity. And we feel it, don't we? As we record this in November of 2024, there are wars and rumors of wars. Kingdoms are rising against kingdoms. Jerusalem is surrounded. Israel's at war. And the temptation is to think Jesus is returning right now, tonight, tomorrow. Let us hide in the basement. Let us hide in our closet. Let us stay home and pray and ask him to come quickly. But if we read these next verses carefully, we might come away with a different perspective and a different set of marching orders. It is important when we read the scripture not to look for confirmation of the things we already believe, but to continually strive to grow. Instead of confirmation bias, trying to always prove ourselves right from the scripture, let's take the reverse look. Let's see if we can poke holes in our own theology. Let's see if we have any shortcomings or room for improvement. Instead of listening with the intention of responding, let's listen with the intention of evaluating ourselves, testing ourselves to see if what we believe is actually true. Verse 14 says, when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, let the reader understand then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. The abomination that causes desolation, it seems as though this is a reference to Daniel 9.27. There are lots of abominations that cause desolation, one of which would be the Al-Aqsa Muslim mosque standing on the Temple Mount with an inscription in the top that says, Allah is God. An abomination is a detestable thing. It's something evil. It lays waste. It makes destitute or barren. 
It's desolation that results from being cut off or isolated. Our sin is an abomination before a holy God, and it causes desolation. And if we are in Christ, our sin is separated from us as far as the east is from the west. In other words, when you see the abomination that causes desolation, when you see a detestable thing in a place where it should not be, run for the hills because judgment is coming. We see in Scripture again and again that judgment begins with the house of God. Pray that it won't happen in winter, Jesus says. Those will be days of tribulation the kind that hasn't been from the beginning of creation until now and will never be again. If the Lord had not cut those days short, no one would be saved. But he cut those days short for the sake of the elect whom he chose. If you are a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, God chose you in him from the foundations of the world. He has a place for you. He created you the way you are on purpose with the intention of you being exactly who you are. He delights over you with singing. His banner over you is love. You are a co-heir with Christ. You are seated in heavenly places and you will reign with Christ in his coming kingdom. It's important that we understand what this tribulation is because it is tribulation with a cause. The word tribulation there in verse 19 is sometimes translated persecution or affliction, distress. That Greek word, however, is pressure. What constricts or rubs together, it's used of a narrow place that, quote, hems someone in, close quote. Tribulation, especially internal pressure that causes someone to feel confined, restricted, as if they have no options. It carries the challenge of coping with the internal pressure of a tribulation, especially when feeling that there's no way of escape, like you're hemmed in. It comes from the root word, which is translated to press or afflict, like when circumstances rub us the wrong way that makes us feel confined, hemmed in, restricted to a narrow place. The same root word is used when Jesus talks about the narrow path that leads to life as opposed to the wide path that leads to destruction. The Greek word that's translated tribulation here in Mark 13 is the same word used in John 12, 21. When Jesus says, whenever a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when she gives birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy that a child has been born into the world. That word anguish is the same word that Jesus uses here to talk about the tribulation that is facing the saints, this feeling of being hemmed in rubbed the wrong way, pressed in like you have no choice, like a woman in labor, but her pain has a point. There's a purpose to it. There's a culmination that results in life. It's the same word tribulation that's used in Romans 5.3 when Paul writes, 
Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. Here in Romans, it's the word suffering. But again, it's not just pointless suffering. It's not stubbing your toe and wondering why that happened. It's this internal pressure. It's this feeling of confinement, of I know the right path, but I don't want to take it. Father, help me and change me so that I have the desire to do the right thing so I'm strong enough to choose what's right. There's a purpose to the suffering. This pressure is changing me like coal that's being crushed and pressed until a diamond is formed. In Revelation chapter 7, there's this passage that talks about 12,000 people sealed from each of the 12 tribes of Judah. And after this, John sees a great multitude that no one could number from every nation of all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces and before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. As John is recording this in his mind, sealing it away so he could write it down later, one of the elders addressed him, saying, who are these, this great multitude you see clothed in white robes? Where have they come from? And John doesn't know, so he says to the elder who asked him, Sir, you know, this elder must have known that John needed to know who was represented in this vision of this great multitude worshiping God in heaven. Who are they? These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. In other words, they have become holy and received their righteousness as a result of going through the tribulation. And now here they are worshiping God and the Lamb, the Father and the Son in heaven, crying out, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. They came through this tribulation, this pressing, this being confined, this feeling restricted. It's like when Jesus was praying in the garden, Father, take this cup from me. And in Mark 13, 20, if the Lord had not cut those days short, no one would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, he cut those days short. For the sake of the chosen, for you, for you who want to press on, but you aren't sure you can take any more, he will not give you more than you could possibly handle as long as you are endeavoring and pressing on in him. I promise you, if you are not pressing on in him, he will most definitely give you more than you can handle. But when his character and his spirit rise up within the believer, nothing is impossible. We are more than conquerors because of him in us. And it comes through tribulation. 
don't believe a false teaching that says you will not undergo tribulation. This world was made to provide tribulation for us. It's the way to holiness. It's the narrow path. It's the way that you become who God created you to be. It's the way that you understand the true identity of who it is you are while you're undergoing this tribulation. Don't believe anyone who says, stop suffering. Look, our Savior is there. No one knows the day or the hour, but we can definitely know the season. We should definitely be paying attention to the season. And what I say to you, Jesus says, I say to everyone, be alert. Father, I pray that you would help us to be alert. Help us to embrace this process of being refined like gold or silver where the dross is being burned off until you can see your perfect reflection in us, Father, and our true identity as your sons and daughters is being revealed for the sake of your glory and for the advancement of your kingdom. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Please check out the Bible in order on YouTube. The link is in the show notes. You can watch full episodes there, commercial free. And for those of you who are interested, I am a real estate agent in Southwest Florida, currently listing homes around Estero, Fort Myers, and Naples. I have a team of fantastic real estate agents nationwide. And so wherever you are planning to buy or sell property, I would love to be able to help you. That is the means God has given me to provide for my family while I do this daily podcast, which I also love so much. If you are a real estate professional and you're considering making a shift to a new brokerage, please consider checking out Call It Close. Go to joincallitclose.com. It has all the information you need, or you could always give me a call. Thank you so much for your consideration.